bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Welcome to the Wife Savers Podcast where multi-award-winning author and global marriage educator Ramona Zabriskie provides answers to your real wife questions. Our goal is to help you appreciate your womanhood, prioritize your personal development, and craft a powerful partnership with the man in your life. Hi, I'm Hannah Allen, and I'm proud to introduce my parents, Ramona and Dale Zabriskie. And yes, this is how they talk all the time. Let's listen. Hello, this is Dale Zabriskie. Hello, Dale Zabriskie. Well, hello, Ramona Zabriskie. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I have always wanted <laughs> yeah, it wasn't to really say, a question. to respond back to you when you say hi or hello at the beginning of the podcast. I want to say hi. Or... Well, I appreciate that because it's kind of like dead air after I do that. So it's, we're assuming maybe somebody somewhere says hi, Dale Zabriskie. Just hear, thanks for doing hear it. hundreds of voices saying hi, Dale. <laughs> That's great. Great to be with you sitting here. It's a Monday for us, and uh, it's a good day for me. Is it? Yeah. I woke up feeling good. and uh, Well, there's lots of color in your face. That's always a sign. It's my sign, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's a rough week last week. Very difficult recuperating weekend. Oh, so sorry. You know? But, but you uh, kept your spirits up. Yeah. You so haven't always light, been able to keep your spirits there's up. There's light at the end of the tunnel there, I guess, uh, is the way I kind of felt after... After the weekend, I was just feeling like, oh, man, can I so, do this? So, wait, wait a minute. So, you're saying today you feel more hopeful? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You just feel more optimistic about yeah. the week or whatever? Yeah. Oh, think, interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that I think it's really interesting that you just told me that and a lot of other people. <laughs> because, File that away. Because, uh, honestly, you don't usually talk about how you're feeling. You, no, I guess that's I, true. you don't. You no. say, I'm feeling really happy today, or I'm feeling really down today, or I'm feeling really confused today, or I do that constantly, yes, right? You do. <laughs> I you know, I'm just uh, just processing out loud all the time about my feelings, but you don't usually say, I'm feeling good today, I'm feeling hurt today, or whatever. No, it, it, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, for me, physically in my life, I've had a bunch of orthopedic surgeries. I've yes. had a lot of yes. issues, yes. joints and Six spine, million dollar man. Something like that, at least. And uh, I guess part of it is that I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to go, oh, I hurt here. Oh, I'm feeling bad uh-huh. or something. It's just something that I think guys tend to process internally. Yes. Right? Yes. And deal you with. Don't, you, you don't think so much about verbalizing your inner world. Now, that's not true of all men. No, but it's probably... I know some really yeah, talkative real talkers. guys. <laughs> that's right. Well, one, tell you a little them, more than you want to right. know. One of them was one of our children who would come home from <laughs> kindergarten. And you, when you asked, what happened at school today? You better really want to know because you get... But you know, now that I think about it, what he talked about was not always... Was rarely his feelings. No, though. it's what happened. Yeah, and, yeah. And Johnny did this. And, well... Here's the deal. Generally speaking, and please underline circle and star and exclamation point generally, because it's not true of all men. But generally speaking, uh, our guys don't process emotion. They're not as comfortable with emotion, especially high intensity Mm, negative mm -hmm, emotion. mm -hmm. Hard to do. uh, uh, As we are. 
they're not as comfortable with it. And so as women are. As women are yeah. Because it represents a problem. It's a mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be done away with. It needs to be solved. And if they don't know how to do that, um, or can't even identify that they are feeling bad. Yeah, that's could be. Then uh, that's an issue. And we don't see it as a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Emotion just is. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's part just of a life. part yeah. of our life yeah. and our inner world. And we process it in a lot of ways, but verbally primarily. While men release emotion, mm-hmm. generally mm-hmm. speaking, they will release emotion. Yeah, that's pent up. Yes. Yeah. And if it's high intensity negative emotion, how do how is it released? Yeah, with high intensity Sometime, and negatively. Well, yeah. Sometimes. sometimes in ways that aren't pleasant yeah. for the for the family on the receiving end, right? You've been in that position. Oh, sure. Where you're cranky and you Absolutely. take it out on us. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, the you... the Mills Brothers songs. You always hurt the ones you love, Aww, you know, because yeah. they're closest, and uh, you're. It's the repercussions aren't as and kids are easy targets. Yeah, right. That's a good. And that's your a best wife way to can be it. an easy yeah, target. Yeah, too. Yeah, right. If you're feeling bad about life in general, well, that's the exact situation our letter writer is in, and uh, she she says, Ramona, I just want to thank you for the amazing work that you do. Oh, okay. Well, that's it. Thanks for playing to guys. Drive safely. We're done with our podcast. There's today. a whole bunch more, but I just had to put that though. I didn't want to edit that out. Anyway, she she's a good uh, regular subscriber, listener to the podcast, reading my book and so forth. And then she tells us about the crazy years she's had with a real traumatic birth and an international mm. move. Oh, wow. They have little children. And about four years ago, evidently, her husband started um, struggling in a lot of ways. She noticed that he seemed a little depressed at times, uh, anxious, and was angry a lot with the kids. So she says, he struggles to cope with our kids as they overwhelm him. We struggled to have children and having kids was something we always dreamed about. We're now so blessed to have the kids we have, and it has been so hard to watch him not cope with our life, Mm. especially with parenting. I'm overwhelmed by our kids too at times. I think that's normal, (laughs) but my husband is quite often negative in the narrative he tells himself, and I find it exhausting to be constantly challenging the story he tells himself. He's quite often critical in the way he speaks to the kids. And as you can imagine, this just makes parenting more difficult and it makes marriage hard for me. I am struggling to respect him and I feel like this has just had a negative effect on our relationship. I want to respect him. I look for ways to respect him. I would love any advice you might have on how to begin to rebuild the way I see him. Hmm. Rebuild the way I see him. Yes. Do you hear how significant that is? Yeah. She didn't ask, do you have, I'd love any advice on how I can fix him. Yeah. How I can solve this problem. Yeah. Really. How I can change him. Change him. She didn't say that. She said, how can I begin to rebuild the way I see him? I absolutely love that. She is obviously reading the book. She's obviously listening to the podcast. Well, she's obviously giving him lots of space. Well, she's to deal trying. with it. She's, she's trying. trying. She makes a comment earlier about uh, 
challenging the, the I don't think the right word was stories, but what he tells himself. Yes, I yes. think that that's... She's constantly challenging the story yeah, he tells himself. Yeah, trying to say that's not reality. Right. Right? But that's she, that's a hard thing to hear when you're in Yeah, the he's funk, not absorbing right? it, obviously. Yeah. yeah, he's camped in his... His way of seeing things, so no question. And that, so she's thinking, well, well, then how do I rebuild the way I mm-hmm, see him? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell her right now, right up front, number one is that she has to understand him. First, she mm-hmm. has to identify what's causing his despair. Yeah, what is keeping right. what's him the from real? Coping? What's the heart at it? What's the heart yes, of it? Yes, yes. And then, try very hard from that point to really understand him. Then we move on to empathy. Then we can move on to a solution. Well, this is interesting. So you're, you're saying from a, to be empathetic, it, you have to understand is what you're saying. Oh, right. absolutely. How can you be empathetic otherwise? Well, I think, but I think maybe sometimes um, we, we try to feel for someone. Okay. Right, and uh-huh. feel bad, or, uh-huh. or you know, get you down feel... that, in that trench with them sometimes, maybe okay. to help. But understanding exactly where they're coming from is is a step I think some people miss sometimes. Oh, that's interesting. You're probably right. You know, and and to jump to the empathetic stage mm-hmm. is not as effective or real or genuine, maybe. Well, without if, understanding. Well, because then you're just you're just jumping to the conclusion that uh, they're not seeing things right. Yeah, you could go How in a lot of really... places. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we need to make lots of space here to understand him, where he is, where he's coming from right now. And I think that is probably our best bet to help her today. Uh, I think we can come up with some other helps, suggestions. Perspectives and yes, stuff. But Really, really uh, considering what's going on inside of him at this stage of family life, when it's really confusing, there's lots Mm -hmm, of pressures going mm -hmm. on, we have new babies, we have little people, we have international moves, we have hordes of adjustments and new responsibilities all coming down on him. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah. Let's understand him, and then we'll be able to get into his head and heart a little bit more and and empathize. And I think that will go a long way in helping her to start to help him Mm -hmm. and to rebuild Rebuild the way she sees him. She ends her letter with, I love listening to you and Dale. You give me strength, exclamation mark. She Mm. needs strength right now. And normally she would get it from him. Yeah. Right? right? He's supposed to be your strength. That's how she looks at him, I'm sure, because that's what partnership is all about. And this has been, as she says, going on, I think, what, four years? Uh, right. And so, you know, her she's her bucket's empty. Yeah. <laughs> Very empty. Right. So how is she supposed to be yeah. a strength for him? Right. Uh, though I think that is what he's asking for. Oh, I think, yeah, even uh, His negativity yeah. is actually a cry for her strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a evidence that he's depleted inside, that he's struggling. So yeah, okay, well, there's a lot of clues in there about what's going on. And and she does mention depression. She mentions anxiety. She mentions anger. Before we go on, 
let's make a, something very clear that we're not going to address this um, as if it were a clinical depression mm-hmm. right. or a anger management issue or any other kind of mental illness or personality disorder that brings on anxiety yeah, and so or, forth. Or a mental health issue. Yes, as that well. we're not going to treat it as a mental health yeah. issue. There could also be some, uh, you know, physical pain going on mm-hmm. or anything like that. So this little podcast could be and should be very helpful to her and to many, many others, we hope, because this is such a no, common yeah, right. situation. Not uncommon, right? Exactly. Right, right. But it is not a substitute for professional intervention and and help. And so, and yeah, you're you're very clear about that in all your writings and everything. That if there are some real serious things that are happening, whether it's mental health or abuse or whatever it is, right. get professional help. Absolutely, this is not the place to diagnose or exactly or to fix. Yeah. On on the other hand. I have a lot of students who are going through professional helps, through counseling and doctors and whatever else. Uh, mm-hmm. other, uh, there's lots of resources, obviously. And using their Wise Savers Education membership as a complement and to what they're doing. And it's very, very effective. But yes, okay, we're not going to talk about those real clinical kind of issues today. Just want to make that clear. All right. So what do we have here? We have two people who've come together in love, but they're now experiencing the daily uh, family life in very different ways and with very different feelings. And that really starts with coming from different approaches. Yeah. He's approaching family life very differently than she are she is. And and I think we've talked about that in the last podcast about how that can be very helpful and complimentary. It should be. You, right, it should be. But if you it can has to have it understanding it right. behind it, it. You have to have a foundation of uh, right. things are okay and obviously things are not right. okay. Yeah. So there, we've got this struggle going on. She uses the word struggle probably five times in her question. <laughs> so she's seeing life as a real struggle right now and isn't that ironic because they wanted to be parents they, for a long, for time, a long time they talked they about tried, it yeah. and then now they have the children the thing that should be pulling them together is actually pulling them mm. apart mm-hmm. and I really want your perspective now um, going forward for the rest of our discussion about what is really happening with him, with the the whole fatherhood mantle? Mm, yeah, the big pressure. Right, the, right. So yeah. we'll get into that. But basically, well, she needs to see the relationship more clearly. And that's what hopefully all her Wife Savers studies are going to help her do in, in mm-hmm. this podcast. She needs to identify the fears that are causing his agitation and his despair. They are fear-based. I think okay. that is so spot on because it it those fear in our life just drives so much of how we act. Oh, and, and wreaks such havoc. Right. And we don't know it. No, oh, nor do We're we want to. Yeah. You use the word react. That's really yeah, important. Yeah. It's just kind of a gut response to things. 
when fear is. And for a guy, touched. it's like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid uh. of anything, right? I mean, bring it on. I'll go to the haunted mansion with you. I can run through that haunted house. I'm not afraid. You're reminding me of a review of Wife for Life, the book, on Amazon. Lots of them by men. And they, they all say things like, Zabriskie's perceptions of men are spot on. And, <laughs> and one of them I love the best said, I was in a place where I wanted to be honest, but they, that may have been the last thing I wanted to be true. It is true. And what's he? What was he referring to? Mm. The male fears. The, the, yeah, he just it just opened he that up. Didn't want to, to admit it. that he was riddled <laughs> with fear, but he couldn't deny it. But when he yeah. read the book, he realized he was the same as every other guy. Yeah, and that every other guy is literally riddled with fear every day of their yeah, life. We just push through and cope with it and right. put it behind us, hopefully. So I hope you don't mind, but we're going to expose that psychological uh. underbelly that most of us <laughs> don't talk about or mm-hmm. are frankly very unaware of, including yeah, men themselves. Yeah, acknowledge. Yeah. Right. So we're going to identify the fears that are causing his despair and difficulty and that he had they're they're both experiencing pain obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe even similar pain they want this family thing to work yeah, yeah but they, they both feel like it's just not coming together it's not working and they're both in pain over that but they're coming at it differently about how to solve it um and that's causing problems um she needs to understand better as do all wives that their brains and their bodies are so different biologically, literally because of gender, that the experience, they're experiencing this whole family life differently. So not only are they approaching it differently, mm-hmm. they're experiencing mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. differently. Does that make sure. sense? Sure. I didn't think that's, like you say, that science shows that and that's uh, can be, should be to the benefit. Oh, absolutely. Right. Right. But but I think what you're saying here is let's acknowledge that in on both sides, that is the first step of moving forward. Because yes, I think, why yes, can't you be yeah. more like I am in dealing with the kids? Right? <laughs> yes, I've got yes, this yes, great 15-point yes. plan here of how to deal yes, with the kids. Why can't right? we just be happy? Yeah. They're beautiful. They're young. We wanted them. <laughs> yeah. They were you fun making. Them. That's right. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so hard? Why are you having such a hard time coping? And I know that's that's her that's her sadness right yeah, now yeah. and her disappointment. Okay, so okay. speaking of her sadness and disappointment, uh, before we get into talking about his fears, let's talk about hers. We could spend hours on this. <laughs> yeah, we need to have a podcast. <laughs> but just very his and hers fears podcast. Briefly, very briefly. Women, generally speaking, and Every woman I've ever talked to agrees with me on these things, and that's a lot of women. The fear of losing him is a really predominant fear in women. The fear of being disappointed, which she's feeling right now, Mm. and that's why she's writing to us. The fear of interdependence. The fear of exposure, meaning you don't really you're afraid that if the real you yeah, comes the out he won't exposure, like it or right yeah, yeah. 
or pers- anything, yeah. the history, whatever. Um, and the fear of surrendering our sovereignty, That's a that should be a whole podcast by itself. Well, that's interesting because you have two of many of the interdependence and the mm-hmm. sovereignty mm-hmm. that are both fears. Yeah, they seem they paradoxical. Seem, yeah, mm-hmm. a juxtaposition. But, We're not going to go into those in depth. I just want to point out that women have fears, and women never challenge me on that. <laughs> well, yeah, you got what it What right. they are surprised and shocked about is fears in their husbands. They never have considered that before. Mm. It's just, I think, maybe of all the things I teach, and the Wife Savers Education Membership, yes, this is a plug. I would really love everyone to join the Wife Savers <laughs> Education Membership because it's so comprehensive. It's so it's so comprehensive. Yeah. We just go through the whole gamut of your womanhood, your your personal identity, and your husband's. I mean, the stuff we're just barely even touching on right now, and then all the skills that go into a relationship, and into creating the relationship of your dreams. Basically, it's. It's amazing how much stuff we get into and cover in the Wife Savers Education Membership. Okay, so all of that. And what is the one thing that just kind of eye-popping blows women's minds more often than anything else? The idea that he is just as scared as she is. Yeah, because I, th- I mean, you look at the, the the guy and the gal, and you've got the the. Uh, we've talked a little bit about strength here, right? And she's mm-hmm. looking, she's running out, and she's mm-hmm. looking for him. He's supposed to be the big strong dude, right? Yeah, well, he thinks and, he is, and well, right, mm-hmm. right. The, the stereotypes or right. the things that are not, you say, fear of exposure, mm-hmm. um, right? Right. But the and so she's thinking, well, he needs to be the. The Hercules, the 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 strong, 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 but, but not realize, in a way like like anger and criticism. No, no, right, no, right. no, right, right. Something that she can look up to and and right. feel that respect. she's protected and respect and everything. But the idea that that he's scared. Mm. Do you think that that's something that women don't want to mentally go to because it? Now, wait a minute, you know, he's not supposed to be, and I can't deal with the fact that right. he might be. Right, right, right. Well, here's what I tell women when they get, they they first learn about the male fears. They get excited. They're like, oh, I think I understand now why he does this and that and the other. All right? So they're not, they're not, um, the more they get into it, the more comfortable they get with okay. it. Okay. So okay. It, it is an education. So they get to that point where they feel like, oh, I think I got a grip on this. Okay. I'm going to go talk to him about it. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're going to have this real hard to heart and I'm going to help him and we're going <laughs> to face his fears together and we're going to overcome his fears together. And I always try and grab him by the back of the neck and say, stop. <laughs> Hold your horses there. Hold on, Tex. You know, that's what I'm going to say because this is that conversation they're imagining is not going to turn out the way they <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> He's not, he may be even unaware of it. Yeah. Right. Even if he does buy into it and say, Yes. Oh, thank you for revealing the, me yes, to I me. I wondered how I, why I felt that way. <laughs> now I know. And he's opening up. Let's say he does open up and he starts crying. Now what do you do? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Women don't really like that. Yeah, yeah. They don't really want to know. 
And so it takes a very mature wife, and I will tell you, after your wife savers education, formal education, you'll be there. You'll be a mature enough wife that you can get to, to that level yeah. of intimacy. Yeah. But early on, um, I tell my students, no, 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 no. We've got a lot more mm, to learn before we're going to yeah. go there. So that being said. But the first, like you say, the first step is just acknowledging it and appreciating that it exists. It exists. So yeah. that's what we're going to do right now. And I remember the day that happened for me mm. when I had to appreciate that it existed and acknowledge it as a real thing. You, it was during some unemployment okay. and we had repeated yeah, you lots know, of, times plenty of unemployment. Of those, plenty of those. And it, but it was, it was one of the worst times when we had just spent every dime, every resource and there was a knock at the door and it was the electric company with an threat in an envelope a formal notification that if you don't pay by this time tomorrow, this much yeah. money. And I think in my mind, it was like $500. It was just like a huge amount to us at the time. Your your electricity would be shut off, right? Yeah. I wanted I to take care of it myself. I couldn't. I wanted to hide it. That would have been stupid. I wanted to protect you, but I carried it into your office immediately, and you're sitting behind your desk, probably looking for work. Yeah. And I set that envelope down in front of you, and you opened it, you read it, and do you remember what you did next? I do remember what I did. I basically collapsed mentally, physically, emotionally, because uh, I felt like it was the last straw. It was the end. I had no hope. And now, you know, my my life is being cut short, basically. If they turn the electricity off, <laughs> where we lived in Florida, oh. it was probably August. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you think of the, the bad things that are going to happen My family's going to melt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it was very, very it was traumatic. super sad. You put your head down on your arms on the desk and you cried. Yeah. I mean, you sobbed. And I stood there with my mouth hanging open and the universe turned on its head. I was so shocked that my big burly husband was sobbing uncontrollably in front of me. I couldn't hardly fathom it. You're, you're almost crying thinking about it right now. Well, you know what I'm thinking about what? is something we have talked a little bit about, I think, in the past of the scene in the King's Speech. <gasps> when yes. Bertie knows that he's going to be king, yeah, he has the same uh, reaction. And I, when I saw that, what did he say? I went back to that time that you. <gasps> when you saw expressed. that scene in the movie, The King's Speech, when the king says, says "I'm not a king," I'm not a king. Yeah, I can't be a king. I'm not a king. Ooh, yeah, that's every man. At some point, it really is. And well, I think that's probably what's happening a lot in our example here. Yes. Yeah. But it's not that obvious. He's not it's, putting his head down and sobbing. His, I'm not a king, his great sense of inadequacy and frustration and lack of control, all of that is leaking out mm -hmm, in his mm -hmm. behavior. Yes. Yeah. In, in anger and frustration and. Why aren't you kids doing what I tell you to do? I'm a and yeah. and it, and somehow he's internalizing this idea that I'm a failure as a father, which is one of the the fears. Fears. Yeah. One of the male fears. Number one, 
fear of failure. Yep, absolutely. I'm not a king. Yeah. I'm not a king. That, yeah, absolutely. We think of guys being so, you know, we all know the male drives because they're in every Hollywood blockbuster <laughs> out there. The drive to succeed, the drive yeah. towards independence and autonomy, you know, the drive toward being a hero, the, the need to work, the need to be brave, all of that. That's what we see represented yeah, right. all the time yeah, and that's how on we feel. the big screen I mean, and in the books. It's uh, Jerry Seinfeld had the joke years ago where he said, you know, when you're, when you're even as a kid, being a superhero is really an option, right? <laughs> it's not a fantasy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, an, it's a real option. And I think that as guys, you know, we watch those movies or the, the whatever it is. We're like, yeah, I, I, I can do that. You do you know? remember that Mission Impossible <laughs> a couple years ago where Tom is hanging off the side of an the airplane, airplane yeah, that's right. actually flying yeah. in the air and he's right. hanging on for dear life on the side of the airplane? <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget it. We're sitting in the movie theater. That's a little different than the King's Speech experience <laughs> yeah. because we're sitting in the theater and you were looking at that scene and you said... I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It, it's not so much I can do that as is I want to do that. <laughs> That's cool. So there's a little bit of that, the, 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 even as a kid, right? Yeah. Superhero is an option. Interesting. The, it's, uh, that carries over to adulthood. Okay. And I think the other thing is you've talked about in our example here, if, if somebody you know, like me and the, the electric bill, if it gets to that point, Right. If things are just over and over and over mm. failure and I don't have the autonomy and I, you know, blah, 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 those fears are manifest over time. Pretty soon, if the kids start just being kids, it's can't an deal with it. it yeah. yeah. No, no. Things are the universe is, is well, falling they're apart. They're the with one little thing things. you can control. That's right. I'm supposed to control them. They're supposed ah. to be just a certain way. So it's easy ah. to, that's kind of, I think, the first. Uh, uh, easiest way to, uh, you know, get to, get a sense of of some sort of control. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Wow. Well, all of that—the drive to win and be brave and stuff—it's just so obvious. It's ubiquitous. It's a stereotype. It's a male stereotype. But what's not so obvious, and this is why it's revolutionary to women, is how delicate those drives actually make men their own ambitions mm. their own need to be brave and to win and stuff that makes it act they ma makes them actually very delicate That's because yeah why okay because if you're if you're challenged by the world to prove yourself and mother nature has given you this determination to perform and so forth that yearning for success and for recognition is so deep-seated, so biologically and culturally ingrained, and your sense of self is completely tied up in demonstrations of strength, physical and mental, all of that, then you're always at risk. You're always trying to prove yourself. Mm. And if you're proving yourself, you're at risk because... You could fail. Yeah, yeah. Right? So the more you are hazardous, it's very hazardous yeah. to the ego. So the more the the uh, drive or the need to succeed or overcome or whatever actually makes you very there's more susceptible. Risk. There's greater risk right? involved. Yeah, right. absolutely. I agree. Right, right. So fear of failure, number one. Mm -hmm. Second fear is 
the fear of relinquishing independence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got to be uh, in charge and uh, responsible for it. Uh, absolutely. All right. So it's it's um, it's a real concern deep down somehow that he is losing uh, mm-hmm. more and more of, mm-hmm. of the, 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 the guy. He's authority. worked so hard. Yeah. No. Not so well, much authority. A sense of self that he's worked really, okay, a sense of masculine confidence, let's put it that way, in himself. Right. That he's worked really, he had to separate from his mother, you know, (laughs) and become, this is who I am no matter who or what's against me. Uh, Here's a quote that I love that I often use from de Balzac. Of Balzac. De Balzac, Balzac. the famous French writer. He wrote to his bride... Good heavens, I'm terrified to see how much my life is yours. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what is going to consume a man with that kind of terror more than anything else? Family. Children. More children. Yeah, right. I mean, more wife, more responsibility. And that's what happened to me that day in your office when the world turned upside down. And I said, here's my big guy crying. What in the heck is going on? <gasps> There's mm-hmm. six mm-hmm. of us. He has six human lives on the line that he is totally responsible for the outcome. Yeah, that's how true. you were perceiving it. I realized no, that, in that moment. Absolutely. And that you were failing and losing your. You, yeah. I used to be brave. Yeah, my, I used to be in, confident. Independence, my uh, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm exactly right. Wow. Yeah. Yep. yep. I don't think we really stop to. I, I think single mothers who are completely uh, responsible for their children get a sense of that. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. A lot of couples, maybe we don't. Women appreciate fully that heavy, the heavy nature. Of that. Well, I mean, those the Especially roles. Especially if he is the provider. Yeah, right. So as I was going to say, the roles, however the roles are defined and, and worked through in a relationship, we tend to kind of get into our lane, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And and, okay. f- and for you at that time, years ago, the uh, finances and the provisions and everything, that wasn't your lane. That's true. Right. Right. That I was, was taking lane. care of the children, including a severely disabled daughter. Right. That was my full-time job. And so you don't really think about it. You got enough to worry about. You got okay. enough to think about. Okay. But then when it rears its ugly head and it comes out that we have a major issue, you know, for you, that was, like you say, a watershed moment. Yeah. Right? right. But for, I think, in the day-to-day, it's easy to lose perspective of what's happening mm-hmm. in those other lanes. Mm-hmm. In his lane. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Stay in your lane there. Stay your lane. <laughs> so another, the third fear is the fear of neglect. And I don't I don't know how much that would be in play in this situation, but just for our information, being that neglected. is one. Well, as much as they shun being overattached, a, a guy might be like, oh, I'm getting a little overattached, overwhelmed here by all these relationships. Uh, he's also scared to death of feeling alone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So paradoxically, he needs and fears emotional connect- connectedness, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and he doesn't really, if he's feeling that, he doesn't even know how to really articulate it. No, it, I mean, it comes, for a lot of guys, it's like, okay, I want to get connected and we're going to do it tonight. You know, there's, <laughs> it's kind of like structured oh. a little bit and when I want it and when and how I want it and oh, such. Okay. And that, that kind of and is it's that. It's more uh, of a physical thing uh, for maybe some guys. presence okay. and, you know, not necessarily oh, okay. yeah, embassy. Right. Um, but the, uh you know, as you talk about, and you've you've really written well about about the women are so focused on relationships that mm-hmm. it's you know it's easy, it's second nature, it's just who you are generally, to connect. generally to connect. But guys are are a little more um, prescriptive about mm-hmm. when and how. It's now right connecting now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> now connecting. <laughs> Misha on aisle three. <laughs> Well, I remember whenever I started uh, getting over involved with the children or other projects that you would start behaving very strangely. (laughs) You weren't near as uh, generous about my involvement in other things as I would. I I felt like I'm always supporting you. Why aren't you supporting me Mm. in this thing? You're acting like you're going to do another thing or I... And it took me a long time to understand what was really going on in your heart. You were saying, I feel you drifting from yeah, me. Right. I need to connect. But you couldn't really say that to say, I'm feeling a little needy here. I need a little attention from you, honey. You couldn't really do that. No, and then, but what happens is the thing that's drawing you away, which could be the which children, which could be whatever, right, becomes the enemy. <gasps> See? Oh. Uh... And so the complaining or the... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Put that in context of the kids. Okay, if she's being just all her focus and concentration is going on the children, Mm -hmm. do the children become something of a... They become an easy target, yeah. Almost an enemy? Mm. If he's feeling lonely and neglected? Could be, yeah. Yeah. I know that's what happened for me. I, I never felt that way about the kids, but there were times where there was something going on in your life that, to me, it was that thing that mm, became was drawing the the negative, drawing yeah. me away. Right, when you needed me, but couldn't really say that. Yeah, didn't know how. I guess <sighs> heavy stuff here. All right, <laughs> the fourth. Fear is uselessness, and I, I that could be playing in here if he's feeling, you know, he says in a hundred million ways every day to her, do you still need me? He needs to be needed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if she's uh, super efficient, super capable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and saying, no, no, you're not doing that right with the children, I'll do it, she's giving him another reason to resent the children. So it's a it's a real t- interesting balance that has to come into play, you she know, in these to roles. Let him be a part yeah. of the parenting, even if he doesn't do it exactly the way she yeah. would do it, or yeah. whatever. Interesting, huh? Yeah. So that, there's something else that could be playing in here, and then the last fear that we'll talk about is emotional overwhelm, and we mentioned it earlier that, generally speaking, men are our guys are uncomfortable with high intensity or any kind of negative emotion. In, and they really don't process it the same mm-hmm. way we do. So emotional demands 
uh, are are uncomfortable, wouldn't you say, for uh, most guys? Yeah. And so imagine a house full of kids. With yeah, exactly. Kids. No, I don't need to imagine uh, <laughs> living that dream. Have lived that dream, and it's you know it's interesting now at our stage as grandparents. You know, we have our little abode, which is generally quiet and. Uh, <laughs> kind of structured, you know, we know and how things are going to play yes. out most days. Yes. No, then, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, there's so we used to sit around and go, "Hey, hey, shh, 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 listen, do you hear that? What do you hear?" Nothing, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you enjoy that, right? But then the the grandkids come over, three or four at a time. Wow, what a difference. Wow, it's just like yeah. hurricane. Yeah, and it's cyclone. like in five minutes, the house, the room is just it's totally leveled. turned upside down. And I, I remember saying, I said, how did we deal with this? You know, you kind of- We have to be younger. You, well, yeah, when you're divorced from it, you know, from from a time perspective, you, you forget. Mm. But it's, you yeah. can see how that can be very overwhelming. And for a guy where things aren't right, Things are not in a good place, whether the job's an issue or finances are an issue or whatever it is. The external things are not uh, lined up. The These types of things that, that disrupt that, distru- the disrupt chaos. the little universe, the chaos that can exist, helps to or helps or has the impact to expose, you know, the inner monster turmoil, turmoil that comes mm. out. So triggers, I guess, is a word, yeah, right? right, yeah, right, yeah. right. And she's saying, our letter writers, like, I get overwhelmed too, but I think that's normal. She's just embracing the chaos. She understands <laughs> that's how it is. Yes, I live in a hurricane, but that's, right. that's part of motherhood. Don't you see that? Aren't you excited about it? Isn't it fun? And now you've just explained to us why it doesn't feel that way to him. No, 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 no. It's a... Uh... Uh, I, for me, you know, I had to learn that it is part mm. of life. It's a stage, you know, it's yes. going to pass. It's, I call it the toy box stage. The, yeah. the house is a toy exactly. box. Exactly. You're going to step on a Lego or whatever. Yeah, we, we had a good friend who broke his ankle on a toy. <laughs> yeah, spent kids skate. five weeks in rehab. It was pretty bad. I'm paranoid. <laughs> That's right. So, but, but yeah, I think that... Uh, you know, coming to terms with that, like you say, is is really important. But if things are out of whack, it's going to be, you know, it's going gonna, gonna to be a trigger Woo. for that. Right. Red, red yeah. alert. Right. And when that red alert goes off in his heart, what does he do? He puts on the male masks to give himself time to process time and space, to process the emotion. You know, he... he he doesn't really even, he maybe can't even identify the things you just said. You mm-hmm. said it took you a long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To learn those things. So he puts on that male mask to cover up and still come across as the the capable guy or mm-hmm. the, the, the tough guy or whatever. The strong guy, at least. So maybe it's the let's fight mask. We've yeah. talked about this in Confer- another episode. Right, the confrontation. Right. So he's like, boy, what, yeah. you're so edgy. You're yeah. so cranky. I'm fine. I, What's I, your I problem? I only said... Yeah. I don't, I, that's what she's thinking. Right. I didn't say anything. And he's picking a fight right yeah. out of the bat. Let's fight, fight mask. The leave me alone mask. I'm, I have uh, pulled that out more than once. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The 
what are you getting so hysterical about mask (laughs) (laughs) when she's like something what did you just you you shouldn't talk to the kid that way or something be sure to listen to the last episode so you know how to handle those situations (laughs) there's another episode and i think it is our most popular episode maybe our second most popular episode which is his criticism Oh, his criticism. And that can apply to the children, criticizing the children too. So be sure to listen to that. But what are you getting so hysterical about? And then the I'm depressed mask, you know, just I can't deal with life. Yeah, and that may be at play here. Uh, it sounds like pretty big. It sounds like they all are actually from what she said. So I hope it doesn't scare her or any of our other (laughs) women listeners too much to know how scared. He Mm -hmm. is, that he needs to be needed. He's afraid of uselessness. He loathes feeling neglected. Uh, He's afraid of her indifference or apathy or unavailability. Yeah, He must protect his independence because he's afraid of becoming too dependent Mm -hmm. on the family. He has to succeed. He can hardly bear the idea of failure. I'm not a king. (laughs) And he's naturally on guard against emotional overwhelm. Absolutely. So that's just a little review of what we just talked about. And I'm the poster child for all of that, I feel like, at times. Because you're a guy, honey. Thank Thank you. But I hope that it helps her the way it's helped me and many other women to consider those things. Because there's so much pressure on him. So many expectations on our guys day in and day out. I I always picture, and I used to actually use in one of my presentations, a picture, an image of a man hanging, a rock climber, without any... <laughs> yeah, no ropes. <laughs> no ropes. Hanging on the side of a cliff by his fingernails. I said, see, that's how your man feels every day of his life. He's barely hanging on. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. It's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I Just the other day... The other night I went to sleep, well, eventually fell asleep because of just so many things to worry about. That you were worried about. Yeah, big time. Oh, I'm so sad about that. See, and you didn't tell me no, that. You didn't right. tell me then. You didn't tell me the next morning. No, because morning. You, you know it's you're going to sleep. You'll be. You need to go to sleep. Don't worry about. It. I don't know. Oh, I'll you're be trying fine. to protect my peace sure, of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm a guy. I can handle it. I got it. Take it from here. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I got it. Well, I think we need to end or wrap this up with something on uh, some hopeful help. <laughs> right. A hopeful help. The whole wife savers philosophy. And remember that big uh, comprehensive course and program that I invite everyone to participate in is designed to help us. And our guys identify these kind of things and then learn the remedies and the skill sets that are needed to to build our relationship going forward. And that's what she's asking. How do yeah, we build how I see yep. him? Right. But I want to, so I, I, I wish I could give it all to her right now and a little pill. I can't, but I can give her one idea. So how about one could be very, very potent idea. And that's the idea of giving his masculine zest a boost. <laughs> Ooh, I like the sound of that right there. Let's boost that I know zest. what everybody's thinking. I said zest. <laughs> Z-E-S-T. <laughs> Let me spell it for you. I-T-F-O-R-Y-O-U. There. What? <laughs> 
What did you just spell? I said, I said let me spell it for you. Oh. I-T-F-O-R-Y-O-U. <laughs> that went right over my That's head. supposed to. I was thinking about zest. Yeah, No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking about that other thing. That sounds like zest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that we're making a course about right now. Ooh. Yeah. Not right now, no, but we're in the process. Say, not this moment. <laughs> It's on the schedule. <laughs> so, no, when I talk about masculine zest, I am talking about how our guys have all these pressures, all these expectations, and they work so hard. Most men really have to work or they'll go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Or they they don't want to, but they do. <laughs> that's a Tim Allen joke. That's right. That's, says, that's my men other Men have option. to work or go to jail. <laughs> um, yeah, they have to work and they do work, but they need to balance it out. It needs to be really optimally balanced for optimal health, emotional health, emotional and mental health with play. And when I say play, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the everyday kind of opportunities to break away. Do something different. Yeah. Well, right? maybe, it's, maybe it's shooting hoops. Yeah. It might be sports-based. It might be physical, mm -hmm. but it could also be mental. Mm -hmm. You know, some guys like to escape into a book or whatever. So play, it's just a respite from that incessant pressure to perform. All right? Yeah. Play. They need play. And women, lots of wives don't make room for that. They don't understand it. You know, he, he gets home, he's totally depleted his testosterone, which literally is helping focus and deal with whatever he's had to do. Let's just take that sort of stereotypical thing of dad coming home. And in this situation, that could very well be true if she's got a lot of little children. Um, and he, he literally, his biologically, has depleted his testosterone levels. And he's got to replenish them before he can go back into family life in a very positive, productive way. Think of a, a rubber band that's gone limp. That's got to be stretched. Right? So giving him the opportunity to play will sort of rejuvenate mm -hmm. that testosterone, or what I like to call it, his masculine zest. His sense of confidence where he can be a little more generous, a little more patient, a little more engaged with the family if she'll give him an opportunity to stop uh, stop at the gym or to go to the office and have some time Whoops. alone. That was your phone, that was not me. mine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that so, you know, I think in, in a lot of relationships it's okay, honey, I'm home. And now it's like you got three kids draped off, draped off of you. It's like, or she's got a list. The or she's minute got, he right, walks right, in the here, door, boom, right, and away right, you go. Right. And I think what you're saying though is not to disrespect that or ignore that, but for she does need his help. Right, 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 right. But for the woman to appreciate that that this element of play, I call uh, play, however how you want to define it, it, it just really is a a reprieve. Yeah, a reprieve is a good way to put it needs to be accepted and encouraged and, and accommodated, facilitated. She because, can facilitate right, it. Because he'll be much better at 
helping with the kids or taking care of that list or whatever exactly, it is. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, and it doesn't, I'm not saying it has to happen at five o'clock every night. Yeah, right. It, it, or every day. Yeah, or maybe even every day. Right. Every man is different, but she's going to have to figure out the secret combination. I'd like to throw one other ingredient into that miracle combo, and that is um, adventure. Yeah, so define this. How how does she facilitate? How can she create this well, idea of play or adventure? Okay, play, I don't think, is so hard to conjure up. But adventure is something that's uh, sort of a daring exploit that's going to take a little more resources, a little mm. more time, a little more investment, maybe a little more sacrifice on her part or his part or the family's part for him to do this thing. Mm. Maybe it's going camping for a few days. Maybe it's going, this is literally one that one of my students dealt with. Her her husband wanted to go to Russia because and live there for two weeks in an immersion language program. <laughs> this was his idea of an adventure. Or we have uh, an acquaintance that... Uh, did an Ironman triathlon. Exactly. And that's a huge, exactly. that doesn't just happen. There's a right. lot of preparation and time right. and effort, right. and then it doesn't happen in your town. Right. <laughs> you but know? from her point of view as an overwhelmed mommy, mm -hmm. that can seem like, what? what when do I get an adventure? Yes, right. <laughs> what do you, and, and it seems self-centered. You know, it can seem like it's requiring too much uh, money or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what happens is his male confidence, or maybe not just his male confidence, but his confidence in masculinity in general, comes back like that rubber band, just boing. <laughs> and he is so much more engaging and everything I said before, patient, yeah, generous, <laughs> intellectual. He wants to help her. He's even willing to think more abstractly in the spiritual, whatever. Mm. This is the kind of things that I hear back and back and back and back from my students who really take this to heart. The idea of play and adventure and how that really can help his masculine zest. I'll say one more thing along masculine zest, and that is the quest the male quest. What is he doing? What is his great objective, yeah, the, the his picture. life yeah. dream? What is his work? That is a huge factor in his sense. So uh, he could very well be taking out on the family right now that he's not happy in what he's doing. He's mm -hmm, frustrated sure. that he's this isn't filling, fulfilling his need to get out there and make a real difference. Yeah. So that's a topic that is so huge it takes up a lot of wife savers and but we do have a couple of podcasts mm -hmm. along those lines so go back look for the episodes that have the word quest in them or i think one is called do you believe in him both of those are really going to help you with the quest line but i want to i want to challenge our letter writer to consider this idea most of all the play and adventure getting a little more balance into his life, an opportunity for him to get away and think and just get into his body maybe, maybe not even thinking so much as just exerting, it will have, it will help. Yeah. I know it will help. So whether it's, you know, shooting hoops or climbing rocks or reeling in fish or 
racing engines or zapping <laughs> zombies <laughs> or reading fiction, you know, these things aren't slight. They're not silly. They're not stupid. And they're not scary. In fact, they'll go a long way to soothing his scaries. Yeah, I think so. One thing, though, that I think sometimes guys that are in this funk that are happening try to lose themselves in something like gaming or something. We should do a podcast just about gaming. Yeah, but I think what you're saying is for her to help look at something that is not a, a uh, something he's doing now, maybe, or oh, encourage him to do, or something he's talked about wanting to do, right. but hasn't really given himself permission to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. or isn't something that you know, gaming, like you say, we could talk forever about that, or something that you, a lot of guys tend to, can use to withdraw mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. escape. Well, remember the we're talking about two different things here. Play is in the everyday kind of mm-hmm. stuff, the ordinary <laughs> kind of things. And adventure is that once in a while exploit. Yeah. But I think even at the play level could be something that is just different, something he hasn't been doing for a while Ah, or, like you say, wants to do as opposed to just go, go game more. Oh, I right. see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I know for me, yeah. that would help. Yeah, you know, I got to change my perspective and get out and, yeah, get you a know, fresh. something different. Yeah. Something different, yeah. Let's talk about that ourselves when we're done here. I am curious to know if you feel like you have enough play in your life mm. and what we could do to do something different well, for you. Got my list. I'll pull it out. All Let's right, all right. So here's my little poem. Here's my little poem for all our all our wives that want to help their husbands deal with their inner fears and also uh, cope with family life a little better. Watch him if you can as he plays, right? Watch him if you can. Cheer him from the stands. Be his biggest fan. Try to understand let him be a man make sunshine in the land if you want him to expand and grow up don't you just love ramona well maybe not as much as i do but if you want more of ramona you've got two choices you can go through me or you can go to wifesavers.org which is a lot easier so go to wifesavers.org get ramona's free ebook and sign up for her newsletter then you'll be the first to know when we release our new course on physical intimacy that'll be coming out this summer. Thanks for listening. Home is with you wherever that may 